It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Hello and welcome to another edition of Off The Leash, Tuesday the 24th of July. Trent Mason Elder with you and joining me the crew from GRV, Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Morning team, what a big week it's been in the world of greyhound racing. It sure has. Good morning Trent, it certainly has been. And we're going to kick off with the Maturity Classic, uh, the Group 1 Maturity Classic final. We'll be running one at the Meadows this Saturday night. This is a race worth 100 grand to the winner. Andrew, can you give us a rundown of what happened in the semis last Saturday? Yeah, I can. So we started off with 12 heats the week before on July 14, and then last Saturday, the four semifinals. And look, just on the maturity, it's a sprint race over the 5.25 metres, open to greyhounds aged two and a half years or younger. So plenty of young talent in this series. And for the second week running, it was Dinah Patty who set the time standard. She ran 29.80 seconds from box number one. The other semi-final winners were Orson Allen, who was quite brilliant, just a length off Dinah Paddy, running 29.86. Baruga Brett, who ran a huge race, winning in 30.31. And Trit Trit, who also flew home after walking out of the boxes, a very slow first section of 5.42. Came home to break 30 seconds, running around about 29.97. So um, some really impressive runs there. And Trent, I believe you have the tab market. Yes, Andrew, I do have the all-in market for Saturday night's Maturity Classic. Group 1 level, 525 metres. Have a look at this for some of the names. Off the red, Dinah Patty for Andrea Daly. The favourite currently at $2.90. She's been favoured by the box draws throughout the series, and uh, she's going to take a hell of a lot of beating there off the red. Uh, number 2, Trit Trit for Brooke Ennis. $6.50, one of two for Brooke. An outstanding training performance there. Three wise PK went enormous on Saturday night. Jeff Britton's runner here at $9.00. Four, Bariga Brett, the second Brook Ennis runner at $10. Off the five, Cavatron for Paula Bella, one of the roughies here at $19. Orson Allen, number six, very impressive winning the semi there for Corey Grenfell, $8. Seven is Chiefs Empire, Darren Brown trains $7. And the eight, Aston Duke, Shona Thompson's lone runner here at $10. What a field, and it, it gives you an indication of the quality. My Redeemer hasn't even made the final. It's first reserve, David Gill's the runner here at $6. And number 10, Jackie Shoshone for David Crawford, the roughie at $21. This is quality with a capital Q, guys. Uh, Dinah Patty off the red here, as I said, has been favoured by the draws, has come up with the red a few times here. Uh, Andrea Daly must be very happy to come up with the, the red once again. She's going to be tough to beat. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts here, mate? Oh, I do think Dinah Patty looks very hard to beat, Trent. $2.90, pretty good value, actually, I would have thought, because yeah, from box one, she was the quickest heat winner, quickest semi-final winner, very tough to beat, but just looking through the field, i do like, in terms of value, a greyhound called Orson Allen at $8. I think he's very good each way value. He ran five dead to the first split, ran 29.86 overall, so only a length behind Dinah Paddy. And if he can jump like he did in his semi-final, I think he can prove very hard to beat. Nice bit of value there. The six, Orson Allen at $8 current with tab.com.au. Molly, you've also found an, a nice roughie for us on an each-way quote. Yes, I sure have. I really, really liked the run of Rise P- Wise at PK in his heat last week. He was within a couple of lengths. We're making ground on Dinah Paddy, actually. And my partner who works for Jeff Britton said that he believes he's one of the most underrated greyhounds in these in this field. So he's paying around the nine dollar mark at the moment. But 
a little side note, Jeff Britton, if he wins this Maturity Classic with Wise PK, he will be the only trainer to win the Maturity on three occasions. So he won it with Mapunga Blazer last year. And I think it is Mapunga Mia a couple of Hayley. years. But Hayley. Yeah. That <laughs> was in 2014. Yes, that's right. I wrote it down this morning. But yeah, so it would be an absolutely huge effort. And look, Trit Trit, if he has any room whatsoever, that Greyhound is scary. His, he, his um, run last week was enormous. So I, I you know, would love either Trit Trit or Wise PK to um to do it at big odds. It's going to be one hell of a final, and you can catch all the action here. And uh, we're looking forward to Hawks call as well here on RSN nine two seven. It's RSN nine two sevens off the leash. Racing and Tornado Tears Way very smartly indeed, and the favourite's going to step straight to the lead, settling down. It's Tornado Tears leading by two early. Over out of range, second, followed then by Flying Flyer, third. Over on the inside, Rockstar Patriot, followed then by Billy's Bake. Hot Tipper then came Ripman Sam, and last show's intention out of the straight though. And Tornado Tears the leader, raced away in the lead. It's Tornado Tears going clear by six down the back, Rockstar Patriot, followed by Billy's Bake, then Flying Flyer, followed by Ripman Sam, and then came Hot Tip. And out of range, coming up the back straight, though. Tornado Tears has been there from the outset. It's ten lengths in front, turning home. Oh, a very exciting stay here. Tornado Tears is going to absolutely toy with the opposition and puts them by ten. Getting through Billy's bake second, I'd say, from Rockstar Patriot. Ripping Sam further back here. Rockstar Patriot then came Flying Fire. And near the tail, Hot Tip and Company with out of range. And the time showing at 42.02. A uh, great call by the Hawk and the megastar Tornado Tears back on the winner's list with an emphatic victory in the Destiny Fireball for the Stayers at the Meadows on Saturday night. He is an absolute superstar. This one was over after about five minutes, Andrew. Five metres, I should say, not yeah. five minutes. <laughs> You're spot on there, Trent. He really made a statement, Tornado Tears. He would have been, uh, perhaps his pride was dented after going down in the McKenna Memorial at the start previous, that race over the 5.95 metres at Sandown, where he ran unplaced behind out of range, and it was kind of uh, it was kind of a bit of a rematch with out of range, back up to Tornado Tears' preferred distance distance of the seventy, sorry, the seven twenty five meters in this race, the Destiny Fireball Stayers event, which carried a first prize of twenty five thousand dollars, and as we heard from the Hawk, he won by ten lengths over Billy's Bake with Rockstar Patriot third. Rippin' Sam flew home for fourth, couldn't really get the clear run he needed, and out of range, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he uh, sort of went back in the pack and finished last, was injured in the run, hopefully it's not too serious, and we see him back for the Nationals at Sandown on August 2. That'll be the Victorian Heats. Uh, question without notice, we've seen Tornado Tears, he's so adaptable, he's good at any trip, but is it fair to say, I think we've established that the, the 725 or thereabouts is his best trip? I think so. I, I think he can. I think he's uh, versatile enough to run over just about any distance. He just needs that little bit of room early. Mm. He, he's probably lost his little bit of early pace there. But I tell you what, over the seven twenty-five meters, where you're up against dogs who are a bit slower early, he pinged. He had a slow. He was in box four, slow beginner in three, slow beginner in five, and he just went whoosh, and there was no stopping him. Once he found the front early, once he pinged the lids. If he finds the front early doors, it's game over. You just can't run him down, Molly. No, absolutely not. And I think your money's a lot safer if um, you're betting on him over the 700 rather than the 500. He's a fantastic dog, but I think, um, yeah, 500 is his forte. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. 
Time now to have a chat to our special guest. And on Father's Day in 2016, Matt Height's life was thrown into turmoil when he suffered a massive stroke. Matt's road to recovery has been made that little bit easier thanks to the support of the Greyhound community and the Greyhounds themselves. Matt spent 25 years of his life in the police force for the Gippsland region whilst juggling the life of a Greyhound owner, breeder and trainer. Matt, welcome to Off the Leash. I have to ask, how did you manage life in the police force and looking after the Greyhounds? I put in a lot of hours... I had, to see, I had to get permission from the Chief Commissioner every year to train, but I, um, I sort of put in a couple of hours before work and a couple of hours every work, after work every day. And it was a long day, but I loved it. Oh, well, I'm glad you were able to spend that time yeah. with them. Now, Matt, you spent so much of your life helping others whilst you were in the force. Did, uh, did it feel, how did it feel to have so much support, not only from your family and friends, but the Greyhound Racing community? I was very humbling. I was chuffed. That was amazing what they did for me. Yeah, no, it sure was. Now, you spent five months in hospital after your stroke, but you had a very special four-legged guest in Jezalinko come to visit. Now, I believe Jezalinko was one of your favourite greyhounds when he was racing. How was the experience of having one of Australia's best greyhounds come and visit you in hospital? And I suppose you better tell us why he was one of your favourites. I just loved the way he... The speed that he came out of the boxes and just and he's finished him and he's just an exciting dog to watch. He's very powerful. But yeah. um, Terry Morris went out of a way to come and try and brighten my day and come all the way in and, and brought him in to see. It was just amazing. Because I was missing my dogs like you wouldn't believe and uh, all of a sudden there's a link jumping up on my bed. It was fantastic. I did see the photos and they were absolutely gorgeous. Now, Matt, you were formerly the president of the Warrigal Greyhound Racing Club and only recently been appointed as the vice president. You've given a lot to the Warrigal Club, but in April last year, the club raised more than $30,000 through a number of fundraising efforts for you and your family. What did it mean to you and what did the funds go towards? Uh, I bought me a van that can carry my wheelchair and help me get around. Without that, I'd be stuck at home. I wouldn't be able to go anywhere. So it's been fantastic. It's really opened things up for me. Now, Maddie, it's Andrew here. And, mate, I hear that there is a bit of a whisper going around. You could very soon be back into training greyhounds. You've got a dog back in your kennel called Walk in the Walk, who I think you might have bred. He's owned by... Well-known greyhound racing photographer Clint Anderson, who's a very good friend of yours. That's right, yep. What can you tell us about this dog, mate? He's uh, back into your life and obviously changing things yep. up a bit for you. Oh, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Clint and I bred the litter in December 2014, and uh, we raced most of them ourselves, and uh, he's been the best of the litter all the way through, so pretty excited to get him back and get him back on the track. I've trialled him a couple of times, and... I've entered into the race on the 31st at Warrigal, so I'm hoping he'll have his start in for me. How are you coping with the physical challenges? Because you mentioned I think you might still be in a wheelchair, and so obviously you've got, um, you, you need support with you. How's all that working? Oh, good. I've had to modify everything at home. My me, me dog feeds and everything. I've, I've done a lot of modifications so I can get the wheelchair in there and, and basically feed the dogs and exercise them from a wheelchair, which is uh, a bit of a challenge, but... It all helps me as part of rehabilitation because I get up on my feet, move around and do what I can. No doubt it would be keeping your, your mind active as well as your body. Tell us about Walk in the Walk. How did he get his name and how far is he away from returning to the racetrack? Oh, he's only a week off racing again. He's trialling pretty well, so I'm pretty excited. I've added him in some 460 heats next week. 
Beautiful stuff, Matt. Hey, it's been awesome to um, talk to you this morning. Thanks so much for giving us some of your time and, and good on you, mate. For It's an outstanding story of um, persistence and perseverance. We wish you all the best of luck, particularly with uh, Walking the Walk. Thank you very much. Uh, outstanding stuff. Always Thanks. great to chat to, um, to to people like that. And uh, it's a fantastic story. We wish Maddie all the best and uh, can't wait to see Walking the Walk back out on the track. All right, let's keep moving through, guys. We've got the Watchdog Form Service. Andrew, I'll throw this one to you. The expert form analyst had a pretty good night at the Meadows on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. The Watchdog picked five out of 11 winners at the Meadows. That was a big meeting, of course, the Maturity Classic Semis, as well as the Disturney Fireball Stayers event. Among those five winners was Slingshot Hammer, who paid $4.20, and Orson Allen, that exciting young greyhound who's made the Maturity Final. He paid $2.90, so a bit of value there. And then going back a couple of days further, and Sandown last Thursday, three winners to the Watchdog, but Check this out. South of Eden, $8.70 was the Watchdog's first pick, if you don't mind, Trent. Yeah, we love $8.70. That's outstanding stuff from the Watchdog. And uh, we need to stick with the Watchdog, Andrew. Where do we go to get all the uh, the form? Yeah, you get your free form guides and expert selections from the Watchdog for all Victorian Greyhound Race meetings simply by Googling the Watchdog. Looking forward to this next segment. Uh, Molly, I'm going to throw this to you as we do each and every Tuesday. Litter of the Week, an interesting one here. So having a look through the notes. Uh, time for Litter of the Week. What have you identified for us this week? Well, I've actually gone an American line this week. They are Victorian bred, but the greyhound or the female is called Extreme Gretel. Now, she had a litter to Fernando Bale. She had eight pups, three dogs and five females. Unfortunately, I don't know whether any are for sale. They're around the five-week-old mark being born on the 15th of June this year. But what I loved about this litter is that there's a dun puppy in that litter. And I don't know whether you know what dun colour is. It's actually a chocolate. So you think of your chocolate Labradors? Mm. Well, there is a dun greyhound born. Pretty rare. Pretty rare in greyhound races. I've seen one in my time. I've been involved for about 17 years and I've seen one. (laughs) I'm I'm tipping if there are any for sale. It's not going to be the dun-coloured puppy. <laughs> no, I guarantee that one will not. Now, this is Extreme Gretel's second litter. She first went to Barsha Bale and had 10 pups. They are five dogs and five females. Robert Britton actually trains one from the first litter called Extreme Purpose. He's had 28 starts for seven wins and eight minor placings. Now, I believe just looking back through the records on Fast Track that Robert actually brought this greyhound over from America. He has a farm set up over there. So I believe he's brought her over and raced her a couple of starts and and I'd say probably sold her because, um, yeah, she's got the American lines there. But I'd say, um, yeah, it's very exciting to see what her pups and what her American lines will do to breeding over here. Fantastic stuff. All right, time now for the Gap Dog of the Week. And, Molly, our Gap Dog of the Week this week is a greyhound called Pepper. What can you tell us about Pepper? Well, Pepper is another seven-year-old black male. He raced under the name Hard to Handle, but the Gap girls tell me that he's actually very easy to handle. <laughs> so I feel like the race name was a little bit false, but he had a 65 starts for eight wins and 11 minor placings. The girls at Gap say he is an absolute gentleman and believe he'll be looking for a home with an older lady friend. So another female greyhound or larger dog and kids over the age of 10. Now he is available for adoption right now. So if you're interested in giving Pepper a new home, make sure you give the Gap girls a call. But don't forget our next adoption day is fast approaching. It will be at Warrigal for the first time, not only for the club, but the Gippsland region. So that is Sunday, August 5. Don't forget registrations are essential. So head to gap.grv.org.au. He's now 
now seven, maybe he's just mellowed out a little bit more in his old age. <laughs> maybe. And that's why it's now uh, easy to handle. Hey, guys, that's all we've got time for this week on this uh, week's episode of Off the Leash. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll do it all again next week. Fantastic. See ya. Thanks, Trent. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.